Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clapback Sports. I am your host. The Mage. You can find me on Twitter at the Mage underscore NFL. As always, I am joined by my co-host. You know what? Fuck Murph. Tino, what's up, Tino? Yeah, I like this order better. It's always Murph first. It's always Murph first. I'm doing great, Mage. How are you doing? You doing good? I am doing well, Tino. Thank you nice, for asking. Man. Really appreciate that. Um, right, I would like a little more wins out of the New York Giants, but aside from that, I'm okay. I'm fucking numb at this point, so. We got one coming this week, so buckle up. Great. Now that you said that, 0-6, here we go. <laughs> I've declared three since week two, so, yeah, probably. <laughs> Murph, what is up, Murph? How are you? Say hello to the people. What's going on, Earthlings? I'm, uh, finally recovered. That that Sunday felt like that Panthers game in 2018. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little hurt. A little hurt, but. We're moving on to Washington. You're right. Yeah, I, 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 five. Murph, some, you okay? Is something wrong with you? Good man, I got a hemorrhoid, but I'm good. <laughs> well, because you called them Washington instead of the foreskins. Uh, Are you all right? You're a little off yeah, your game, man. Yeah, I'm rock. Yeah, fuck the foreskins, bro. I told you, I sold my devil myself to the devil this weekend. You said this before. I don't know and, what that means. I still don't know what that means. You sold and, yourself to the devil. That can mean a wide range of things, bro. I'm not gonna be able to watch the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did explain this. Oh, well, that's bullshit. Well, hey, hey, I do the introductions being, around here. I'm no being, talking. I'm being a good brother. All right, shut the fuck up. So now I can introduce the queen troll of Giants Twitter elite, Steph Smalls. How are you, Steph? What's up? Yeah, Thank now now is when you're allowed to talk. So. Oh, sorry. I need, I missed the cue here. It's my first time. You guys are taking this. Uh, virginity from me it's pretty oh, exciting. Nice. that is pretty exciting so this is the third week in a row that we have popped someone's cherry so <laughs> that is amazing what we are able to accomplish as a podcast is unbelievable number one giants podcast on social media right now at least i think but if it's not i'm still <laughs> going with that anyway. number one in the ratings number one in your heart mage thank you uh oh, yeah. steph why don't you go ahead and uh tell the people look a little bit about yourself and where they can find you if you really want to. Sure. Um, I am a miserable medical student who is also miserable because my football team blows. Um, and I'm just trying to get by every week because hopefully my mental illness is pretty, uh, pretty severe now after all these losses. Um, my Twitter's <laughs> at Steffi Smalls with a, an extra L in there because I don't know who took the actual Steffi Smalls, but she is in fact not the Steffi Smalls. I am, but should be aware because I'll come at you if I don't like what you're what you're chirping about. That is a fact for sure. So let's just get right into it. The Giants lost another heartbreaker to the Dallas Cowboys. Put another win in the moral victory column. Steph, let's start with you because we're all depressed. What is your take on the Giants? They're now 0-5. What is your outlook on the rest of the season here? Uh, you know, just maybe week six 
at the uh, Washington football team? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's honestly at this point, like, I feel like it depends so much on the staff and what they decide to do moving forward with the players. Because if that offensive line is going to be the line that they intend to go forward with, it, we're, that's it. It's, we're not going to win any games at all. Because, uh, I mean, Thomas is not turning out to be exactly the character I was hoping for, that's for sure. I was definitely super disappointed in him last week. Like, going over film, his, I don't know what he's doing on the field. Like, it's like he's totally forgetting everything. It's just super disappointing to see, too. So you also had some beef with me. So why well, yeah. don't we go ahead and just address that sure, shit? Sure, right we can now. be – I mean, if you're ready, let's, let's go for it. There's That's it. Just Take no, the balls off. There is no fucking way this offensive line is better than last year. They just stand around with their thumbs in their ass. Like, they don't even do anything. It's crazy. And then Jones gets all the heat for it. He, they're useless. useless. I thought you even cut and film. I, oh, I, I, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to announce it. I'm going to just snap the trap on this because it's got to be a sneak attack. It can't be, from, it has to be unexpected. It has to hurt. Because I mean, well, you can't, but come on, how do you, how do you even just, how do you, can you even think that that's possible? I blame Cam Fleming for you feeling the way you feel, okay? Because oh, I feel I, the same way you feel at times, but it's much better. It is much better. It's hard to see. Oh, it. my God. Look at yesterday's yeah. uh, Sunday's game. We actually ran. For yardage. It was amazing. I couldn't even believe it. And look, the Cowboys D, I understand. It's not great. But we're getting something out of Freeman right now. And yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see it. I'm I'm glad to see that it's not a complete waste. And so far the free agent signings have kind of paid off aside from Cam Fleming. She is on to something though. I mean, before yeah. last week we I I yeah. wouldn't have said. Don't roll your eyes. I mean, it was definitely improved, but I know I did roll my eyes. Last week was 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 the O line's best performance to date. Can we agree with that? Yeah, that's fair. I think I was so upset with Thomas. Like I could not like when I was cutting film and looking over film over and over again. Like I can't even understand what he's doing. Like it's crazy. Like I feel like it it sucks only because there were so many high expectations. Everyone's tripping about like drafting this person, whatever. And then I feel like he's just been on this slow, like, decline where he's like, it's, it's just like he's getting worse. I don't understand it. Well, he's a rookie left tackle. That's why you normally don't. Okay. okay. It's true. It's true. Listen, this is a theme listen. on this show. No one's patient about anything. This is what people talk about. You're going against grown men, defensive ends that are not playing yeah, the game. Fine. The SEC played, yeah. okay? He had it nice and easy. Okay. How long are we going to be patient with the offensive line? All right, but here's How my point. Solder could be our left tackle right now. Solder could be our left tackle, and it would be even worse than last year. But he's not, so it's okay. definitely an improvement. Okay. Team, no, let me interject Fine. here for a second because I got to put the queen She's in her place. Pissed. She's getting pissed. Oh, I'm going to kill you, Matt. Listen, man. So, I'm Look, getting so mad. The New York Giants face Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, two of the best pass rushes in the league. What exactly did they do against this offensive line? Um, well, all I could see the entire time was Andrew Thomas just getting completely beat. He was just getting beat up, pummeled. Like, it's more him that I'm mad about. I don't think it's necessarily the offensive line because I will give them, like, fine. Like, they definitely made, like, like, strides. But, like, that guy is just making me so angry. 
So, so angry. Andrew Thomas is the reason that this offensive line yes. is poorer okay, than fine. last year. Yes, okay, fine. I'm mad about Andrew Thomas. All yes, right, I'm so mad. you can I'm say, him, okay? Mage, we got our first pick and I'm pissed at him, okay? Mage, Mage I'm pissed. you were correct. Jenna? Well, I'm never going to say that. Let's you not, fuck let's you. not get too, <laughs> let's not get too, no, listen, okay? <laughs> so, me and Mage talked about this earlier. Do we feel like we threw Andrew Thomas to the fire a little bit too early? Or was well, he met- saying, think- Mark Colombo said that. Mark Colombo came out today and basically said, hey, look, Andrew Thomas hasn't been the best that he's been. He's reaching, he's missing blocks, mm-hmm. and that's why opponents are cutting tape on him. And they're exploiting that, that inside pass rush on him because of his overextension. Mark Colombo came yeah, out and said yeah. that, hey, look, it's unacceptable. We know it's a problem. We got to get it fixed. Again, this comes back to the coaching staff. I trust this coaching staff. I'm going to let them do their job. Andrew Thomas, in an ideal world, I said it. People called me crazy. I would have started Andrew Thomas at right tackle, even if we did have Solder. It would have been the best thing for him to get his feet under him, get acclimated to the NFL, and then eventually move over to left tackle after we part ways with Nate Solder. That would have been my ideal situation. Solder opted out, rightfully so. His son has some medical issues. Don't blame him for that. But in an ideal world, hey, he would have started on the right side. We still have Matt Pert and we have Shane Lemieux. Before the season's over, I got to be able to see what we have with them. Because if we're going into next year, that we're immediately going to inje- or put Pert on that right side of the line without seeing him first, I mean, that's just ludicrous. And Shane Lemieux, look, coming out of the draft, we were excited about these players. Honestly, we thought that they could sit in and fill these roles. If you start them on the offensive line and they end up looking like shit, you got more problems than we originally thought that we had. Yeah. I think a big thing, too, that is, like, there's really no veterans on this team, right? So, like, these guys – and most of these guys, like, what's crazy is when I was looking at film, like, when Ingram had that touchdown – you should see how excited all like the, like Andrew Thomas gets. Like they don't even know what it feels like to win. Like they don't they haven't even had like a taste of that yet. Like I feel like there's no fire under a lot of their asses. It's just like disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Welcome. I'm to glad you brought that up, Steph. Because <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel about Murph a lot. It's, of like, it's like my daily <laughs> no, life. It's just I, like disappointment, actually, disappointment, disappointment. It never gets better. It never it's gets horrible. Better. Yeah. I actually said that to someone earlier. I think it was Tap and. I mean, this team has got to be mentally drained, no? Yeah. The guys that have been on this team for two years, for the last two years that came in with Danny, have got to be mentally drained. Mm-hmm. This has got to be taking a toll on their mental well-being at some point. Yeah. I mean, something's going to have to pop. Right. And this is probably the first time in years that I am not confident going into the Washington foreskins game. Yep. I agree. And it sucks. Yeah. I mean, we have hit this low of rock bottom that we don't even know that we can beat the Redskins this weekend with a fucking backup quarterback. Oh, I'm confident. I'm confident. (laughs) I've been waiting to interject. I'm so confident. My point, backup quarterback, we have to stop Chase Young, who that'll we be just a great lost test. to a backup quarterback. Well, look, yeah, but the Red Rifle is not Kyle Allen and or the one league wonder of Alex Smith. Okay, let's put this into the pers- Red Rocket. Yeah, we've lost to two backup quarterbacks. 
Look, we own the Redskins. If there's one thing right about the world, it's that we're going to lose four times to the Eagles and the Cowboys, at least for the last four years, and we're going to beat the Redskins. So we're going to be at home. Our defense looks good, all right? It looks good. It looks really good. And I think they should be able to contain this high-powered Washington football team's offense because, come on, they played the Rams last week and lost 30-10 to at home, and it wasn't even close. Kyle Allen scored a scramble touchdown. I mean, the Rams, D shut them down. We were in that game. I'm just not very scared. I, I mean, I'm not as worried. The Giants are favored for the first time all season. I don't even know if that's deserving. It kind of scares – that scares me that they're a favorite. But I feel like there should be confidence going into this game. I think we've shown enough signs of life to feel like we should beat the friggin' football team, man. So, I posted something today, and I just want to go over some of these stats real quick. Let me just find it for you guys. But – I was looking up something completely unrelated, and I saw this, and I just couldn't believe it. So I will give you, and I know Tino and Murph, you guys already saw this. Actually, Steph, you saw this too already. But Daniel Jones has been hit 17 times this NFL season. That ranks fifth in the NFL. Blitzed 82 times, first in the NFL. Hurried 27 times, third in the NFL and pressured 61 times, second in the NFL. So, Steph, coming back to you about your point about the offensive line, it hasn't been good. It's had its moments. But what are we expecting Daniel Jones to do when he's under this much duress? Murph, what are you laughing about over there, Murph? Just laughing, bro. Just laughing at my team. I mean, what is Daniel Jones supposed to do with this? Now we have all of the mutants out, the younger generations oh. that just believe in just, hey, keep drafting a quarterback until you get it right. Yeah. Everyone gets a trophy, right? Shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of it. They want to take Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. And I asked the question, if you put Trevor Lawrence behind this offensive line next year, and then go back and redo the draft. Is Trevor Lawrence still the first overall pick after seeing him behind the New York Giants offensive line? No. No, literally no. Like, it's just not going to happen. There's no way. Like, the thing is, especially, like, after looking at film, Daniel Jones has, like, that, guy, that kid's got some, like, he has some moves to him, right? Like, he's fighting his ass off. Like, and it seems like, it, like, how could you not be defeated at that point? Like, he's getting pummeled. Like, it's, it's play after play. He's just getting, he's getting abused out there. He's how so could shocked. anyone be confidently, like, assess his, 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 like, the way he plays? There's no way. He's shell-shocked. Yeah. And Tino and I were just talking about this. Who does that remind you of? Uh, uh, probably fucking Eli. Bingo. There you go. That's what we were saying. So what is different about this team right now that wasn't the same two years ago when Eli was the starter and There's he was our guy? not a single, like, superstar on this team, right? This, like, this NFL roster that the Giants have has less talent than what Eli had yeah. two years ago. And that's fine. Yeah. And we've addressed the O-line. And two years ago, Eli had Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, and Evan Ingram. 
And it's not Evan like we haven't tried. Have We've wait, tried. Evan Ingram doesn't count. I saw what you did. You slid him in there. Don't give yeah, me that. Yeah, Don't give me that shit. You take that the fuck out of your phrase right now. You had me. I'm like, Odell, okay. Oh, this was a nice team. Yeah. Evan Ingram. Hell no. What? Fuck out of here. He only was good because Odell and everyone else was on the team, and they had to worry about them, and he was open. But aside Actually, from that, he was only good when all those guys were out because Eli was just <laughs> feeding the shit at the, to him his, his rookie year, right? Yeah. It's true. It's so, true. I mean, honestly, that was probably his best – season of his career but i don't even give a fuck about evan ingram he's the least of my worries right now but um that's the point man is we have what kills me is we've tried to to do things we didn't do with eli and here we are sitting in the same position getting our fucking quarterback killed killing his fucking mentality i don't or his his um confidence i mean it's just i don't care what anyone says eli was a warrior but like eli was ruffled at the end of his career he was shell-shocked just as much. When I look at Daniel Jones, and I said this to Tap, and Tap actually texted me on Sunday, and he's like, you know what? You're right. Because I said, look at Daniel Jones' face and compare it to the games that he played in last year. He's got way too much going on in his head right now. He's taking way too much on, and you can see that in the mentality of a quarterback at the line of scrimmage. The most I saw him in command was the Dallas Cowboys game. You heard him calling out protections at the line. You heard him and um, Nick Gates disagree on who the Mike linebacker was. But you had that communication at the line of scrimmage prior to the snap. That's not something that we saw from him in those prior games. I'm hoping that maybe the Dallas game flipped a switch. We're almost there. But I really don't know where else to go from here. I mean, it is fucking October, and we're already talking about the NFL draft. Uh, we're already talking about wanting to – you guys want to sign Livia Bell? Like, what is wrong with everyone? Like, They've lost their today, fucking mind, dude. Those are fucking idiots. It drives me crazy. That is, like – that's the epitome of this fan base, right? Let's just pick up everyone's waste and just keep doing it. It's like someone gets free and we're like, yeah, we'll just pick them up. That's, that'll solve all the problems. No, you know why like, that is, though? It's because it's been so long. And people will try anything. It's desperation. Because they got fucking Mage over here telling me that he wants to sign Antonio Brown. Please stop. And no, you know what? Come no, on, you know what? No, no, you know no, what, no, Steph? no, 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 no. See, but it, you know that's, what, that's the immediate Mage, shut reaction. The oh, I'm gonna shut it. the fuck up. You don't talk to me I'm like gonna that. I'm going to say it because bitch. I'm going to say what I said to you earlier. And a lot of people on Twitter are probably going to eat my fucking nutsack for this. But I'll take Odell, dude. I just want to fucking win. Yeah, I mean, like, oh. I mean, no, I don't really want to. I would Steph. take Antonio Brown before I would take Odell's ass. Like, he, that guy can kiss but, but that's the side of the point. No, I just want success. Murph completely missed my fucking point, though. <laughs> my point wasn't signing Antonio Brown so we can win football games. That's not it. Antonio Brown will be a cheap option for this year. It's expected that he'll be back, I think, after week 18, though. Is that correct? It was like. That guy is like, he is like he a fucking but hold on, though. My whole thing about signing Antonio Brown isn't to win football games. It's not to roster him. Sign Antonio Brown to find out what you need on this offense. What is wrong with this offense? Antonio Brown can get separation. If Antonio Brown, if all of a sudden Daniel Jones looks like a different quarterback with Antonio Brown, then fuck signing Suel. Go possible? and get your Mar Chase the next but year. But is that then. possible 
people with this O-line? Like, I don't even know if someone, like, but, it's but such a my, disaster. But Steph, but that's my whole thing. Disregard the offensive line, right? I don't think that's changing much. But if you change the other pieces, the other personnel around it, can you have some success? Does putting a guy like Antonio Brown on this team open up the run game? Do we suddenly start running for 95, 100 yards a game? Or is it still we're running for 35 yards, we're only averaging 2.3 yards per carry? Get somebody like Antonio Brown on this team. I'm not saying long-term. I'm not even saying to win games. I'm saying to recognize what you have, to kind of plug and play, to, to realize maybe we do need a guy with separation. Can we actually throw the ball deep? And I'm going to slide this into my next point about um, Darius Slayton. So I posted another stat the other day, right? Wait, hold on, Mage. I want Tino to respond to the Antonio Brown stat. All right, guys. Because okay. I don't no, know his opinion. To Mage's point, he's on a roll. I would like to say you could actually plug in anybody's name that is an actual good receiver and say this guy would help the Giants because he'd create separation because there's absolutely zero separation from everyone. Um, I don't think it's fully the wide receivers pull up. Fault. I've talked on the show about Jason Garrett needs to help be held liable for this type of stuff. Um, so that's a big part of it. Uh, one more thing. And again, I'm on the Allen Robinson train if we're talking receivers, because yeah. that's the type of receiver we need. Golden Tate. Allen Robinson right now. Allen Robinson for me is more of a long-term investment. Wait, even a Jamar Chase. If you want to talk draft, we need a go get it big time stretch to stretch the field type of guy, kind of a do it all. I know it's a lot to ask for, yep. but look what a guy like AJ Brown did to the Titans last night. You add that with Darius Layton. You have Shep, fucking if Ingram stays, I don't give a shit. It just makes it a lot better. Please don't stay. One more thing for Danny, though. There was a clip out there. His overthrow, people were highlighting it. He threw it out of bounds on a deep route to Slayton. A big part of that play was he kind of got shook. He thought there was going to be more pressure than there actually was. That all has to do with trust. He didn't trust the pocket. He didn't think he'd have enough time. He messed up his feet, messed up the throw, and that's why it was the way it was. That's something you're going to hear them talk about all week as – Oh, he has to eliminate that. That's what he has to eliminate. He's got to trust his feet, stay in yeah. the pocket, finish that throw. Because it, it wasn't close, but it's because he was scared. That's mainly the reason why he saw. So with Daniel Jones, he definitely does look shook. So and he has to he has to get a better pocket awareness, and he has to get rid of the ball sooner. He can't hold on to that football and release it late. But I want to go back to what we just said about the wide receivers, though, Tino, because I posted something the other day. So Darius Slayton ran a 4.39 40-yard dash, all right? Uh, I know you guys may have seen this already, but do you know where he ranks in the NFL in terms of target separation? 93rd with an average target separation of 1.14 yards, all right? Do you know where he ranks in the NFL in terms of deep targets? No? No one? Not five. 32nd. Yeah, in deep targets, he had, he's had five deep targets all season, one per game. Thanks, Garrett. Look, this mean, goes this goes back to what Tino was saying about the play calling. If you have trash. Darius Slayton and he runs a four three nine, you're not getting target separation, running fucking curl routes and comebacks. You're just not. This is the you second week to- in a row, Mage. That's the second week in a row we've had a tape. Literally, of four receivers out, two by two, they all had no idea what they were doing, or they were running curls, and Danny was just aimlessly running scared for his fucking life. It's two weeks in a row now, this day. And, and people, people said to me, game speed is different than a 40 speed. No shit. But guess what? You know when it's not? 
When you're running 40 yards downfield, it's still a 4-3-9. I'm not talking about Slayton coming across on a slant route or an out route. I'm talking about straight breakaway speed. That's it. And Danny, this is where Danny has to get better. And they need to let Danny call audibles or change the play at the line of scrimmage. Because if Danny's at the line of scrimmage and if he sees man or press coverage with a single high safety, there's no reason you can't take a shot downfield with Slayton. It only takes you one and a half seconds to get that snap, three-step drop, and release it. And Danny is great at that deep ball placement. A lot of people will say, no, Danny's six in the league in terms of deep ball completion percentage. But he's going to throw it towards the sideline where either Darius Slayton can get it or no one's going to get it. So if you if he comes out and he sees man or single coverage with a with I'm sorry uh, man coverage with single high safety you can take that shot on the boundary with Darius Slayton, coach. Tell me I'm wrong, coach. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I just wanted to just note one thing because I'm here thinking about it. And last week we talked about sophomore slums. Do you think Danny's missing Eli this year? I mean, do you think he's overwhelmed because of the New York pressure? I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about it. What made Eli so great as, like, a New York quarterback? Guy was numb to everything. He could have thrown a pick six, fumbled, same face, same emotion. You can tell Danny's distraught on a lot of this stuff. This is his first year without Eli here, man. I mean, his sophomore slump is a lot different, bro. This is big city. This is big city stuff. I I just feel like the more I think about it, I know he still reaches out to Eli. I think he misses – that right hand, that's someone to go to and let him know what's going on. I don't think they're giving him the right guidance right now. I don't think Garrett's steering him the right way. I think that's why he goes to Eli because Eli was the guy to help him along. I don't know. I, I bet Eli helped him more last year than Mike Shula did for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was almost probably 50 with him and Shermer, to be honest. Uh, but I, I think you're onto something. You know, I, they asked him in the media the other day if he talks to Eli. He said he talks to him on a regular basis, but it's not the same as him going throwing a pick and fumbling the ball and being on the sideline with Eli. It's just not the same. He's not sitting there to break down the tablet. And for God fucking sake, dude, can we have some sympathy about Danny having been in three systems in three years? Like, Jesus Christ. Let's have some fucking sympathy with that. Like, I mean, he had a college system, he had Shermer's system, and he is still learning Garrett's system. So, as much as we want to get pissed with this team, he's probably the last person that should be on anyone's shit list right now. Would you call Garrett? It's like, I don't really think it's a system. Like, that's it's like a free-for-all. What is going on? Well, it's, it's, it's dumbed down right now for Danny and the rest of the guys because they're yeah. obviously not picking up on it on quick enough. And Look, it's hurting. We're, head, we're heading into week six, Murph. That's well, it. No, I, no more freebies. Dude, I, there was never any fucking freebies. I'm but not now, making in, any now, in Garrett's defense, though, we said this last week, and now we were saying we didn't want to go with the storyline because of the Dallas defense, but we talked about it with the Niners. We're like, if they can't figure it out against a banged-up Niners team, I'm concerned. Then we were like, all right, four weeks is preseason. If they don't get it week five, this shit's not going the right way. They put up 30-plus points. Granted, the defense scored a touchdown, but fuck it. I think this defense is good enough. We can make plays like that every fucking week. I do. I feel confident in this defense. So if this offense can generate three fucking touchdowns a game, I know it's, it's crazy to ask for when we haven't scored in two to three weeks to think an offense could score three touchdowns in a game. But I really feel this defense could keep a team under 21 points more often than not. It's just I hope this is steady. I, whether he – and you know what, real quick. 
He did throw a fucking touchdown pass this week. It got called back because the fucking refs were in the back pocket of the Dallas Cowboys. That yeah, rubber out was horse shit. And if you don't want your corners to run into each other, you don't press man-to-man coverage at the fucking yeah. line of scrimmage from 40 yards away from the goal line. Fuck that shit. That should have been a touchdown. And because he was wide open, they called it back. That one pissed me off. I texted you guys about that. That's horse shit. That was a that horse shit. And the field goal both pissed me the fuck off. Fucking horse shit. I mean, I swear to God, this team can't have anything nice, man. Can't have anything nice. We kill it. Anything I was like, so like, holy shit. They just ran a fake field goal. I don't think I've ever seen that as a Giants fan. And then fucking yellow yellow laundry everywhere, man. Joe Judge, the special team's fucking genius. I said those words and then they're like, oh, it's getting cold back. And I see fucking Camp Fleming's back, not set. And all I can think of Mage. I think if me and Mage were next to each other watching the game, we'd probably just strangle each other because – (laughs) <laughs> We've known Cam Fleming would do shit like this since week one. I mean, he really needs to be thrown into the sun. He does. But we, I don't know what I, I literally tweeted week one, like tweet after tweet after tweet. Fleming, what the fuck are you doing? Like, delete him. Just get I, – I was so mad. This guy's driving me crazy. That was yeah, my – We know you're mad. We did know. You just okay, say, relax. We know you're mad. You're mad at the world, okay? Did you, relax. Did you just you say it. to delete Cam Fleming? Yeah, I just wanted to delete him. I want to forget it. This isn't – we're not talking about Twitter, Steph. Okay. Wait, well, Steph, you delete yeah, Why do you relax, tweets? everyone? You delete okay? your tweets? Yeah. No. I do. No. Well, <laughs> all my I just tweets. want to delete Just, just unfollow Cam Fleming. That's I it. I want to delete him as a player. I want to delete <laughs> him. Add him and then just it. unfollow him immediately. Yeah, exactly. I just want him gone. I well, just we all, want to remember that. We all know why Cam Fleming's here, man. Comfortability. He was supposed to make the system Comfortability. He was supposed to make it easier. Comfortability. He was supposed to make it easier. He was supposed to fucking make it all that much better and supposed to be that yeah. anchor and blah, blah, blah. Great. I'm ready for Pert, man. I'm, I'm ready. Me too. I'm, I'm ready for, and actually I'm, I'm glad I brought that up because I'm ready for a lot of other guys. I'm ready for Austin Mack. Yes, I'm ready to start Murph, I've been waiting to talk about this. Yeah, this that's is the what we need to do. This is I'm ready week. to start experimenting. I mean, we're not shit. And you're lying to yourself if we are shit. Yeah, cool. We could go on some run, make playoffs, whatever. Division blows, but like this team ain't shit. So let's get down to the base. Let's basics. get a Cinderella story. Like I'm fucking ready. Let's no. go for it. I'm so down. I just want to know who's going to be part of the future with this team. Yeah. So Murph, Murph what kind of experiment are you talking about? We're talking about Friday night experimenting, or because with you, it depends what day of the week it is. So wait, what's not the Wednesday? Friday. What are uh, these different experience, experiments? How does it change? Yeah. Y'all aren't picking up on the joke. How does it change? Nothing. Y'all aren't picking up. What experiments do you have? <laughs> Nothing. Y'all don't. Mm. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> I can't even say it now. <laughs> Anyways, um, what were you even talking about? God. Please. <laughs> tell we were us. talking about experimenting. Yeah, no, we're, before we're experimenting. that. Oh, yeah. Experimenting with the young guys, man. Oh, like, young guys. Okay, got it. Experimenting oh. with young guys. Got it. Let's well, get yeah, here we there. go. Murph always experiments with young guys. That's what happens on Friday. All right. I'm That's putting the mute on. That. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> this is about Pert needs to get in there. Every time, so when I watch film, first of all, this guy, I mean, he's his snap count is like, he hasn't played that much, right? This guy, want, like, 
I feel like he just like wants to play so bad. And I feel like we need that. Like you can see everyone's so defeated. He's like ready to get in there. You're just saying that because he's a Connecticut guy. Why don't you shut up? I knew that was coming. You're so annoying. First of all, he is. But I think like that's one thing. Like he comes from a small school. He actually only played what? Like a couple years in high school or something. I don't think he played all four years. A shitty school. He has a lot to prove. He's got some big thighs too. I'm ready to get those big, those bad boys on the field. Long arms too. Don't forget those long yeah, arms. That's, that's the best ass. part about it. I actually think he is the biggest guy on the team. He's besides Dex. He's like three eighteen, right? I think. He's yeah, Dex. he's tall as shit. Boy. I think he might be six taller seven, than Dex. six seven, three hundred eighteen pounds. So What's Dexy? You can see he was holding. <laughs> six seven. Oh shit! Oh my he's god! He's a big boy. You can see him in a lot of the film that, like, when he does play, it's like. He's literally holding more than one defender. And he's like, ready, like I mean, player, whatever. He's like ready to go. Like this guy's arms, he's like keeping everyone back. It's awesome. Dexter Lawrence, 6'4", 342 pounds. So Pert's a fucking monster. Yeah. And look, for me, you insert anyone that looks like a fucking 1980s bad cop into the lineup. <laughs> What's crazy is um, – Thomas plays better when he's on the field, I've noticed. Like, I've gone over it and looked. Like, I think that Thomas is getting thrown off by everyone else on the field. Like, I think it's, like, it's it's throwing his game off. Because when Pert's there, it's, like, a totally different Thomas. I don't bitch at all about what he's doing because he looks great. But then you when he's You're right, though, court, Steph, because I said that, too, about trust. So, playing football, and Tino knows this, too, uh, Coach Tino. So – you have to be able to trust the person next to you to be able to pick up their assignment in order for you to be able to do what you have to do. We come back to that Chicago Bears game. Too many times, the Chicago Bears use a stump blitz. So with that, you're really reliant on the person next to you to assume that they're going to pick up whichever blitz that comes that way. And that's how Danny ended up fumbling the ball because Robert Quinn came on the stump blitz I think uh, Hernandez was supposed to pick him up if I remember correctly. Of course he was. Come on. He didn't know what game – he didn't know what sport he was playing. It was fine. Just leave him alone. So when you look at that, I've I've seen mistakes made by Nick Gates this year on uh, pickups. I've seen mistakes made by Will Hernandez. And, look, Andrew Thomas is a rookie. I mean, he has to be able to win his one-on-one matchups, which I think he does okay. He's not doing a great job at, though, especially not for being the number four pick. He's got to do better, but the offensive line as a whole has to do better, and you got to be able to rely on that person next to you to be able to do the right job. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I need to see what Matt Pert looks like. I got to see what Shane Lemieux looks like. And we got to get them in the lineup. If you don't, you really don't know what you have heading into next offseason. Austin Mack. You know what trade I'm on, though? I, I, you know what, guys? I've been talking about Benjamin Victor. Like, I want that. I just want to see what he can do. Is all. Well, I told you he can't play special teams, so that, he has that. That's going fine. I don't him. care. No one can play anything at this point. Like, right? <laughs> like, let's just at this point, it's like just try. Let's see what happens. Like, it, let's just see what everyone can do. Let's save that shit for the Bucks, guys. You're thinking long term. We need to win this week. I don't want to try. Oh, this week, okay, fine. We need I mean, to put together a solid effort with what we have against the Reds. And, and maybe that's by playing other people. But man. now, hold on. To your Lemieux and Pert point, though. Okay, Pert's more realistic because Fleming is just doing it to himself. Hernandez has played like shit too. I mean, oh. he's year three in. But we talked about this 
preseason. That was one of the guys I told you guys about. We wrote him off as this, you know, gigantic behemoth run run player. And sure, when he pulls, it's great. But his pass blocking has been really, really bad. He doesn't help the guy next to him, whether it's Solder or Thomas, whoever. You can put anyone there. He doesn't communicate. Neither of them end up picking the stunt. Danny gets lit up because of it. And it's like Lemieux has to come in for Hernandez. I just don't know yeah. if that'll Hernan- actually happen. Yeah. He's this, and you know what's crazy is I noticed a lot is like Hernandez, if his game is off even like slightly, everyone else is fucked. Like it's like it's a fucking free-for-all at that Well, because if like, you're in A and B gaps, okay, the center – you make the center's life hell – I would blitz double A gaps all day to like just to both sides. Nick Gates has to go here, and you need Will Hernandez to step down. He can't step down and block to save his life. He'd be lucky if he backpedals or, or, or jab steps back. He can't do shit. He can't do anything right now because he's a run player. He's a puller, and it's getting exposed right now because he can't stop anything. That was a weakness coming out of college, and I'm telling you, it is showing right now. On passing downs, they're coming to his side. So, so you know what you're essentially saying then, right? So we have to use more design rollouts with Daniel Jones? Run a fucking waggle. Have Will Hernandez get out there in space. <laughs> Run a fucking waggle. Well, I'm glad you said that, Mage. Pull Hernandez and get Jones out of the pocket with him in front. Let him lead. Do something creative. But I will say this. His Jason Garrett getting creative this week is actually like shifting and doing different things with tight ends instead of just having them out there. It's still not that creative. I mean, it's a very basic shift. And also, like, let's use no, Keenan Smith. Like, what the fuck is going on? That guy is great. Like, I don't I, – that I cannot understand. Let's I just, cannot I, – I just don't – I don't get it. I don't – that's one thing I don't understand. What is the problem? Why are we not using him? It's crazy. It's, it's not enough. It's certainly not enough for the pass catchers we have. He's, I mean, what? he's limited, he so – and maybe Danny's just not finding him. I, no, it's not – it's not that – the thing is with Danny is, like, he takes two reads of the field, right? He look, and He's only looking for Slayton because that's the only person he trusts. Like, he doesn't trust anyone else. That's the problem. Like, no one has ins- – because every time he throws, it, they, they drop the ball, right? And then he looks like an idiot because he takes the heat. And he just doesn't want to turn it over. So now it's like we're all in this, like, it's like a circle. It's just over and over again. This reminds me of 2009, 2010 Eli. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that season. It was, I think it was Hakeem Nix's rookie year. It was like that year. They were dropping everything. I mean, this was the point where we're like, Hakeem Nix is not who we thought it was. He was dropping everything. The receiving core just looked bad. And then they somehow figured it out with those guys. But it just there are so many drops. There are so many drops. I mean, everyone is playing bad. But again, it's hard for me. The drops is on the player, but the lack of creating space, everything's so predictable. You're not challenging the defense in any way. We really aren't. Not at all. How many, how many snaps a game do you think Caden Smith's playing? Uh, I mean, I'm just looking. I, I just looked at uh, 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 uh. If you know, don't say it. Mage. He's Sorry, pulling I, it up. No, I was looking know? up at, I was actually I was looking up Daniel Jones drop. Do you know how many how many snaps do you think Caden Smith averages? I'll go with a generous forty percent. Okay. No. That's, that's what he's he averages. Really? How how many receptions that's on the bad. year? I didn't look at his numbers at all. Yeah, he, he averages about about forty between yeah. How many receptions do you think the man has? Oh, I know because I haven't been dynasty like one, maybe two. No, he has 
He has more? He got one in Chicago, I think. He's got, yeah, he's got more than that, but it's not a lot. Probably a lot of garbage time. He's got seven. So he plays 40% of the snaps every single game, some more, and has seven catches. So just to come back to Daniel Jones real quick, Daniel Jones has 13 drop passes, which is fourth in the NFL. I would love to know who's dropped those because I know Slayton has dropped yeah, a couple. Like, Slayton had two big oh, drops on Sunday. I don't want to talk about him, actually. I regret Well, Ratley. Ratley was a fucking joke. I mean, that was well, a joke. I never understood that fucking signing. Why, why did they not bring up one of those guys from the practice squad? That's what the, I never understood. What that did he have against I, the I didn't get that squad. either. Did Ratley ever play for the Pats? No. no, he played for yeah. the fucking Browns. Yeah. It made no sense to me. That move was really – that was a questionable one. They should have done this move two weeks like ago. Like many moves. Well, and C.J. Board ain't shit, dude. It's very on brand. C.J. Board is nothing. So let's get some other dudes in there, man. What, Mish? All right, so drop passes. So pro reference only has 10. Player profile has 13. But Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram lead the team with three each. Uh, one by Golden Tate, Deion Lewis, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Freeman. That's the only thing listed on Pro Football Reference. I and look, let's when with Slayton, Slayton came into the league dropping everything. So I mean, we really can't expect that much out of him. And I know uh, we talk about it here on the show a lot between Tino and Murph and I, but Slayton's a number two wide receiver. He's not That's it. Number one. all of them. They're, they are number two, number three. There's like, also nothing like, wrong I mean, with that, though. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's then on the organization to put those guys have, around right. you. Yeah. I mean, There's nothing wrong with it. We just need more, and we need to stop thinking. Because, like, that's, that's the thing is, like, a lot of people think that Slayton is our guy. Like, they think he's our Terry McLaurin, and he's just not. He's not. This problem started not. When, they signed it. when they signed Tate. When they signed Tate, this problem happened because everyone was like, Tate and Shep are going to do the same thing, and this isn't going to actually work because it then makes the outside guy have to be the one. Your outside guy has to be the one. You can't have two number one slot receivers. That's not how football works. It makes no sense, and this has been shitty from the get. We need it. I mean, Shep being out and killing us, right? Like, let's be serious. Like, that's something that Jones is comfortable with. So that's his, like, comfort zone. It's his comfort blanket. And then, and then you take Saquon out, and now it's like, fuck, I need to find a new guy, and it's Slayton. Now what? But how's that any different than last year, though? He, I don't know. Shut up, Mage. I'm sick of you already, okay? Whoa. We had Saquon. I just here. make valid points. That's <laughs> I know, yeah, it's but fine. It, well, Saquon it's not. missed. It's not. How, many, how many games did Saquon miss last year, Tino? Four? I feel like you always expect me to know the answer, but I'll say four. Four makes sense. Maybe like <laughs> you, you know everything. Three or four. No, yeah, but that's The bottom four. line is, is I blacked those games have, out. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is he doesn't. You take Chef and Saquon out. He has he has Slayton because he he has tried to rely on Ingram. He's useless at this. Shepard had a concussion why, last why year. Why are you hating on my guy Tate? <sighs> Fuck Tate. Tate. Okay. Tate. Tate. Please don't start. Okay. The Giants should have never signed Stop. him, especially for Stop. that amount of money. Stop. I agree of with that. I agree with all of that. I agree with all of that. So why are you disagreeing with us? But then? Tate was was solid in Danny's development last year. That's okay. He was solid. So what did 
what has he yeah, done? Yeah, nobody else to throw the ball to. So so happy. It doesn't matter. I don't care if he had anybody else to throw the ball to. Oh, and 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 they Golden Tate missed the first four games okay. of the season. And now I'm going to back that up by saying Tate is probably our number one trade target at the deadline on our team. Because I was reading. Good. You know what? It, Murph, let's, it, well, shut up. Let's stay there for a minute. Teams are not about going, trade targets. Teams are not going to be interested in guys that we have on our team on one-year deals. So a top yeah. target for the Giants, in my opinion, is probably going to be Golden Tate. Why wouldn't teams be interested if they're going for? Because they're not going to give up fucking third-round picks like the dumbass Eagles do and try to fucking get over the top. <laughs> Going to be interested in Ingram. I'm being serious. I really, yep. I think Ingram's not like going Minnesota, anywhere. a team like the Broncos, He's not going anywhere. No pressure. It's like the no, like I don't know. I could see him going there. I'm telling you guys. He loves Maryland. Or Maryland Patriots. The New England Patriots. We're gonna be stuck yeah, well, with Ingram, bro. No, please stop. Like I mean, they're not. Okay. They're they're too stubborn to give him up. They're too fucking stubborn. You give him up, and Danny really goes down the shitter. As bad as he is, Danny goes down the shitter even worse with no Evan Ingram the rest of his way. Do you know? No. All I wanted to say. You don't even like him. To your Golden Tate point, real quick. Listen, the guy's getting up in age too. Year in year out, you're allowed to lose a step. Look, and I I saw the statistics out there. I'm not going to name them off the top of my head because I don't really know them. But I mean. I knew off the rip one of Golden Tate's strongest moves or, or strongest assets was yards after the catch, breaking tackles, going down. Non existent this year. Doesn't exist anymore. Correct. It's and done. that's huge. But that's, but that's I not will the say, Golden Tate we signed up for. It definitely isn't. Tino, I don't mean to cut you up, but I did say this today, though. But that also goes to the play calling again, target separation, right? I mean, you're running comebacks and curl routes. Where's Tate supposed to go after that? No, no, especially when you're playing four wide receivers or a bunch set and everybody's running a fucking 10 yard comeback. I'm not, I'm not digging this Tate slander by all three of you. Okay, well, you know what? Like you what? can suck a dick. Enough. Yeah. I hope dick. he goes I off agree. this week, Murph. If it's any consolation, I hope he does amazing this week. But you I do think he's getting up there and he's not going to be a giant. He's getting up there. I, I'll agree with you. Get but you got to remember. Where? In age. age. In age. In age. <laughs> no, I was like, what? No. Uh, <laughs> he can still be an asset to another team. I'm sorry. And I agree with you, especially a team like the New England Patriots. where Julian There's a lot of teams, dude. Throw him in the fucking – in Baltimore. Dude, there's, there's a lot of teams that could use Tate's services that he's not – giving us services right now. Uh, I mean, Baltimore, I don't know. I mean, it, they got pretty good wide receivers. It's the quarterback that's the You throw Tate there. into a veteran offense, and he's going to fit in fine. The problem is Tate can't be the guy. Kansas he City? The, he wasn't the guy in Detroit either, whether Kansas, you like no. it or not. Hold on. Mage wants to slander Lamar Jackson. Again, another subtle move that he did, and he thinks I'm not going to pick it up. Real quick, I just want you to know, the Ravens are so fucking good on offense right now, They'll willingly only beat a team by four possessions just because. Just because they don't need to beat them by more. This last game against the Bengals, they beat the shit out of them just because they could. They did anything they wanted on the field. That's Lamar how many Jackson. weapons they have. Well, they needed Lamar that follow Jackson. after they got their ass kicked. Lamar Jackson has a higher bad throw percentage than Daniel Jones. Made. He's not okay. okay. He is who we thought who, who who we thought he was, but it doesn't mean he's not going to steamroll everybody along the way. I am telling you, that's just he's going to win ten Lamar games. Lamar Jackson is a, year, no matter what. Lamar Jackson is an MVP caliber football player. Correct. He is not an MVP caliber quarterback. 
I'm sorry. That's fair. Listen, hey, that defense. I'm going to say something right now about the Ravens. Lamar Jackson can do everything, and he can fucking run an entire game. But if Lamar Jackson is down, Lamar Jackson's going to struggle, and the Ravens are going to struggle. And you saw it in the Chiefs game. The Chiefs kicked the fucking shit out of them, dude. But Lamar has lost to Mahomes all three times in his career. That's and that's fair. Fun. That's fair, man. I don't care. But like, Here's a question. Lamar, now that we're on the, the Ravens run into a situation where they're losing – it's going to be a problem. For Do you them think if the Chiefs season. saw the Pats last year in the playoffs, things would have worked out differently? I mean, look how the Patriots held Mahomes in check this last week. I was thinking about this to myself. I mean, I feel like certain guys have certain things. If the Patriots make the playoffs this year, that Cam-led team, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm a gambling guy. That's upset alert. I, the Chiefs don't look as good as they did last year. I mean, Mahomes, MVP, MVP caliber player, but – when they actually try to play a football game, his skill set gets limited until, like, they get to open it up, which doesn't happen unless they get down a lot. I'm just saying the Chiefs look beatable this year, too. That's what I'm getting at. The Chiefs look beatable. I think the Pats could have beat them. Well, they the just Pats, lost to the Raiders. And that was two weeks ago they played the Pats. I just think the Pats have their number. I think a lot of teams are starting to figure out the Chiefs a little bit more. And, listen, you want to throw slander at the Ravens, let's throw slander at the Chiefs, too. I mean – a lot of these teams have started to look beatable this year. They really have. There's, I, as much as there's front runners, like the Packers, undefeated. I think they're still beatable. I mean, these teams that are good, they're not. They're well, not. The, Pack- the Packers issue still happens to be wide receivers. Alan Lazard out. Devontae Adams coming back again. You're in the same boat that you were last year. Perfect team right there. Golden Tate, Packers. That's fine. So I want to pass. I want to circle back. So, who are other trade targets we think? Let's start with Steph. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I. All right, great. Move on. Too many yeah, white clothes. Yeah. Why I did we like, bring I'm on the so fucking podcast? In the take conversation, I have no comment. Let's by the way, Cam this segment, I have no comment. By the way, this segment is sponsored by White Claw, just to let you know. Yeah, so. well, I mean, we're out of black. I bought all the black cherries out of the fucking liquor store. He was so oh, pissed. You do that, you mm. only drink the black cherries. You might have a problem. Whoa. What are you saying? I'm black drinking mango nice. tonight. It okay. sucks. I'm got a variety now. pack and only drank the black cherries. It's like, why are you just go to well, I buy just black cherries? Yeah, just but buy you told me I single handedly him right. out. This isn't a podcast about alcohol. <laughs> Whatever. So. Okay, grow um, up. Sponsored wow. by it. Wow. He just said we're sponsored like, by white. Wow. Anyways. Anyways, who the hell, who the hell else? Before said that he likes to play with tight ends. So God damn, I just Woo! want to talk fucking Giants football. <laughs> no, anyways, because this is no Giants no football one. to talk I about. Love it, asshole. Well, we're talking futuristic spe- speculation now, so yeah, this is spe- like fun speculation now. So this is Speckle the fun dick. shit. <laughs> no, but for real, we're not trading anyone else. Who fuck? <laughs> Who's gonna pick up Leo's contract? I don't care. <laughs> There's no one else. I mean, seriously, guys, like, who, right, so who do y'all expect to trade? There's no Ingram's got to go. Please. I, I just don't. I don't see it happening. I don't. But he's but putting, like, it. Smith under a shot. Like, it's it's got It's done. It, it, bye. All right. For all the Danny slander that bothers you, you realize it'll just get worse without him, though. I Listen, does it? 
does it seem like I care at this point, right? Like, obviously, I don't give a fuck. How does it get I don't worse, know, man? Because yeah, it, 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 yeah, exactly. it get worse? Insert Caden Smith into that lineup. It might actually get better. Someone's gonna block for him. Caden Smith blocking for Danny was the most. It was so beautiful. That was fucking hot. Like it was All so right. good. It was but hot, life, okay. But then we never saw it again. Never again. Uh, Speaking of Danny running, that pissed me off. There's no, he didn't run at all last this weekend. Weekend yeah, week before. Garrett is an idiot. Oh wait. Say it again. Garrett is a idiot. Okay. That's yeah. it. That's all you need to know about the offense. Like they get he he was a waste. He's it's sloppy seconds once again. I, I he what did he do? What did he do at in Dallas? Literally. I'm just Completely shocked we're sitting here week six, and this is where we're at. You know, since we're not, like, fully talking Giants yet, and I know Murph wants to, let's just talk about more things other than the Giants. Murph, thoughts on Dak Prescott getting hurt against us? I feel like that's a very big topic. And Why has it got to happen to cool guys? It was a leg cramp. Why can't it happen to dudes that yeah. are jackasses like That me? was ridiculous. I was watching that live. I'm like, hit. Like, hit I, I like Dak, man. I, I feel horrible for Dak. Yeah, I, I do. Really do. Yeah, Jerry Dak. Jones is a douche. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm a- I don't know if that word's allowed, but <laughs> that guy. No, that word's not allowed, but we just say, okay. like, fuck. But it's shit. so shitty that the contract Asshole. situation happened fuck. the way it did, and, like, now this happened. I mean, this is worst case for anybody. I feel like this is worst case. This is what they talk about, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he turned down those contracts and it kind of bit him in the ass, but now he's going to be a giant when we kick Danny to the curb. So it's all good. No chance. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. Mason, Mason Steph agree with me. I said that it might be an interesting idea is all because... Okay. Mace agrees. Mace loves him yeah. some back. Mace's I do. So I, I actually do like Dak. I think Dak is underrated. Um, again, if we could sign Dak, if, if we're completely sure that Danny's not it, you could sign Dak and then sign a or draft a guy like Panay Sewell or Mika Parsons. Why not? Don't, yeah, don't Dak and A Rob. You're going to anyway. get me jazzed up. Yeah. You know how bad I wanted Mika Parsons? Get that booty. I'm, I'm so down. Get that guy here. So hey, hold Rob. on one second. I want to go back to one quick thing that Murph brought up about Daniel Jones and about the one game. All right. The New York Giants this year have five RPO pass attempts. Five. For guess what? Minus three fucking yards. They were not utilizing any of Danny's strengths, man. I mean, one of his biggest things is that, I mean, he's like a – he's a mobile running quarterback. I mean, if anything, would you call him maybe – I don't know what the comparison is. I want to he say reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. I'm here, but sorry. I've been dying to say it. I know it's bad. And I, he's not, he's I, not as accurate as Aaron Rodgers. So. I know that. I know that. But he throws the ball away. You know what's crazy? It's like when he throws the ball away, it's like the end of the fucking world. But Aaron Rodgers does it, and everyone gets all, like, hot and bothered about oh, it. it's New York. I was, I, I was watching the Buffalo game last night. It's crazy how – it looks like Josh Allen just flicks his wrist and the ball comes out like 99 miles an hour. Got I mean, that dude has though. a fucking cannon for him. Yeah, they did. Dimes but... was on point this past weekend. I mean, his rollout stuff to the sideline was on point. I mean, that doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, I get understand. it. Like, that pass to Slayton on the sideline? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it. 
like it has to be designed for him to roll out, but I would love to see him just develop the confidence to just do it himself. I mean, well, it's all Danny's fault, to, dude. He has to trust his receivers. All, yeah. all Danny's fault. That's what everyone his receivers to be on the same page with him, and I just don't think they are right now. I mean, that's it's all Danny's fault, bro. Murray's right, Drew, ESPN, everybody's, everybody's saying Danny's fault. Tino, you brought up Dak Prescott. So something else that happened yesterday is that the Jets released Le'Veon Bell. What are poten- some potential landing spots for him, we think? Before we even go to landing spots, let's oh. talk about the fact that this has been in in the brew for months. For months, Mage. I mean, I traded left to you. And it's like, I mean, I have him in Dynasty. We talk about even picking him up in Dynasty. It's like, I just hope he's not on the Jets anymore. And it's happened. The fact that they released him is nuts. Obviously, no one was going to necessarily want to pick up that money. But the fact that the the Jets get shafted on the contract is not surprising to me. The whole thing's a shit show. And where he's going to go, I hear he might go to the Chiefs. He's going to go somewhere fucking good. Put him on the Ravens. Put him anywhere relevant, and he's going to feast. Put him on a capable offense. Put him on the fucking Dolphins, and he'll do great, Murph. It's true. Lev was like get out. I said this the other day. He was like in get out. He's like in an area that he cannot be himself. He's just strapped to the chair, and they're limiting him. He had one target last week. I will, t- I will tell you this, though, Tino, not to cut you off, but I give Led Bell a lot of credit for really not being a bigger distraction or bigger pain in the ass than he was. For the most part, he kept his mouth shut. Last year, he said, hey, look, we're in here. It doesn't matter what our record is. We're here to win games. I'll coach up the guys if I have to. He said all the right things, and I was surprised by that. And you heard what Adam Gase said in response, right? All the wrong things, naturally. He well, said, whoa, you didn't utilize Le'Veon Bell. How do you feel about it? you have anything to say to your fans? And he said it's irrelevant. And it is. It, it's so irrelevant because Adam Gase trying to be a coach for other people and communicate with other people is just a joke and a waste of time. And the Jets literally may not win a game this year. That's actually real life. This is not a joke anymore. Joe Flacco and Frank Gore have a very good chance at being the one-two for New York this week. That's a fact. And if that doesn't startle you, I don't know what will. It's a nightmare. It's hey, a I, nightmare. Living they play? The Dolphins. They play? Oh. I, I give Joe Douglas credit for you know, <laughs> trying to clean up the, the mess that was left behind by uh, Tannenbaum and uh, Adam Gase. But I'll tell you what, next year, you know who the Jets head coach is going to be? Dan Quinn. Dude. Mark my I'm, words. Why? Do, okay. And maybe Tino can answer this for me. How are the I should Jets, always Tino. You're right, Tino. We do go to Because he mo- knows much. more Jets shit. But <laughs> how can the Jets – how can Joe Douglas fire Adam Gase when Adam Gase hired Joe Douglas? Oh, that's the issue. Talk about a clusterfuck. That's the issue. But this happens. This is what Mage talks about. You bring, you take out a GM. That's why we coach, can't. Head coach, you bring in another GM. And it's just, and they gave Adam Gase too much power, and it's very clear. I mean, you can make a legitimate, solid starting lineup with the people Adam Gase, throughout his coaching career, decided to let go and go to other teams that ended up being relevant and good. Like, actually good. I mean, it's insane. And every time they choose Adam Gase over the player, and it's their own fault. I, I loved what Joe Douglas was doing this offseason, but the fact that he's now entrusting too much in Adam Gase, fine, it's a business, and he doesn't have another choice. It's still crazy and reckless. There is no shot this is going to work. I mean, none of it is going to work. I'm telling you, one win at best, at best, 
maybe week 16, 17. Adam Gase is gone next year. He's not. Is he? So is Darnold. Is he? Nah. Is he gone? Is he gone? Adam Gase, yeah, absolutely. Fuck that guy. Even, so Joe, even Joe Douglas doesn't like him. Mm. Well, who does like him? Did you? Okay, one more. Who did they? They, no they asked the assistant coaches because he's finally convincing himself to take over, like to hand over the play calling. And he's like, well, I was going to hand it over, but everybody on the staff told me it'd be best if I continue to call the plays. What did you think was going to happen? I'm sorry. What was going to happen in that conversation? And honestly, I don't even believe the conversation took place. I think he's just saying it happened, but just – Oh, ridiculous. Nothing is going to change. They're going to try to tank for the number one, and it's either they're trading Darnold and drafting a quarterback or they're keeping Darnold and drafting the one. I think they're content with they're it. not keeping Darnold. not keeping Darnold. Darnold's gone. Poor it's guy. it. And it Darnold. sucks. I feel bad for him. Yeah, Darnold's another quarterback that didn't get a fair shake either, too, man. No, and absolutely not. If the Giants end up with the first overall pick somehow and with Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be the same exact situation, and it's – it really is, man. It's pathetic. And we were talking about this today, Murph. But, I mean, back in the day, rookie quarterbacks got two, three years to sit behind a franchise quarterback and to learn from them. Worst case scenario, maybe one. It's ridiculous. Everybody now just wants to insert the next best thing. Hey, look, if he doesn't look right from the start, that's it. We move on. We take another quarterback next year. I mean, literally, it's just a definition of insanity, man. I won't be around, bro. I'm into the Jets. Fuck that. I don't want to be a part of that shit. I don't – They don't don't, want you, don't worry. I don't (laughs) – I don't even need to reiterate on what you just said. You're spot on. This team is shredded, and we don't even need to get into the 2021 free agents right now. But all right, see. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Clapback Sports. Thank you to everybody for listening. Peace and love, everyone.